What up, Zinka Diz? Peace, this is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we've got a little mixed bag. We might just call this one uh, from the mailroom. We have uh, we weren't sure if we were going to do a, a put you up or, or a tribute or make it a classic. <laughs> but the topic of today's podcast is the debut album from The Game, the documentary yeah. released January 18th, 2005. And the reason why we can't do a tribute for this is because obviously the anniversary has passed and this isn't even an album that i was all that i mean i knew about the album um i was definitely aware of it but i didn't listen to this album when it came out so we could have done a pitch you up except i would assume that our audience knows all about this yeah i would assume and i mean you know in addition right um one of our listeners uh michael rahman shout out to him uh, definitely, he hit he hit us and you know uh, said he, he he enjoys the show, and that um, this was an album that he wanted to hear us talk about. So we kind of have a, a bit of a fan sourced uh, episode. Exactly, today. exactly. And I think initially we talked about making this a classic, but um, this is a really good album. I think a lot of people consider it a classic. Yeah, and you know sometimes people consider albums classics. And look, I'm, this is not a classic for me because I'm just now hearing it recently. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm not going to argue. If people think this is a classic, like, I get it. I totally right. get it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, you know, and we can get more into it when we talk more about the body of the album. But I think this, you know, similar to I've heard people call, you know, Puff Daddy and the family a, a, a classic, mm, right? On okay. their way out. And I feel like this album is is an album that could be called a classic in a similar way. So interesting. We can talk about that more when we talk about the album. I would think that this is a better album than that one. But what I mean is that, and <laughs> again, I'm not trying to trying to diss this artist or anything <laughs> like that. But uh, but I mean, I think everything that everyone but the game contributes to this album is what makes me love this album, okay. and not the game. I got you. So, yeah. No, that's that's good because. I'm listening to this album and I text our best friend. Best the best friend of the of the 80s baby podcast. You already know. I'm not even gonna say his name. He knows what I'm talking about. We name drop him right. enough on the show. And right. I asked him, I was like, did were you the one saying that the game is like a really, really nice MC? Like not just a good artist, but just like a dope MC. Right. And he right. says yes. And I was like, all right, yeah. which album pr- provides that that's the case? And uh-huh. I think he said definitely the second one, but he thought he was okay. dope on this one. Okay. And in general, like yeah. he thinks that this album, I don't want to put words on his mouth. So whenever he appears again, he can defend himself or he can just, mm-hmm. you know, lick shots, whatever he wants to do. But um, <laughs> I think he said that like someone like Tony Yayo or Young Buck or whoever, whatever the other G right. cast in the G unit, like they would not have been able to carry this album the way the game did. And I would agree with that. Huh. I would agree with huh. that. But, okay. but I do think that what really like i think that he's a good artist i think he's a good songwriter mm-hmm. um yes. i think this album showcases that yeah i think if you strip all the music down and you just had one mc and one mic give me a hot 16 like i don't think he's nice i think he's good so it's i don't it's think actually he's funny nice, I, I said yes but i probably should have said no i don't think he's a good songwriter okay i think i think he is has one of the best ears and I mean, I put him up with, there with Rick Ross yeah. as as executive producers, as artists. Mm-hmm. I think he really, really understands what pieces need to come together to make something work. But, you know, um, I mean, and we, we I feel like we're, 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 we're teeing all this up before we even talk about <laughs> what album we're talking about and what we're. So we're talking about the game, the documentary. Right. Um, his, his debut album came out January 2005. But, um, you know, I think with the game, you know, something that is lost on a lot of fans or, you know, that they may not know or understand is that the game was about to be dropped. The game was on the label for two years before, you know, he ever got a release date. And, you know, they were getting ready to drop him. And 50 Cent said, hey, I think, you know, it would it would increase my brand recognition and allow me to expand my brand and and, you know, give me more street cred, more universally. If I brought this West Coast artist into the fold, I will give him the, the stems of this album and make him successful. And literally 50 Cent greenlit this album to be released. It was a smart move from 50 Cent. Yeah, very smart move-ish. 
<laughs> I feel like he regrets it. A lot of times I hear him say he regrets it because his second album, The Massacre, is not remembered as fondly as his right. first album. Right. So while many people call this a classic, this was 50 Cent's second album that he ah, gave to another artist. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Okay. So, anyway. so before we even really get into the where were you and the highlights and the lowlights and this, that, and the other, you're not a big fan of the game as a person. Am I correct? Facts. That's true. Is this something you're comfortable um, elaborating on the on the podcast here? Sure. I mean, I don't. You know, I don't even. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the game personally. So, right. so I'll start there. But um, you know, I just I just think that you know when you talk about people who you know are attention seeking um, and you know will do anything for attention and anything for controversy. I feel like the game's name is one of the ones that kind of pops up t towards the top, in my personal opinion. What okay. are your feelings? I don't really have any feelings one way or the other towards the game. I mean, look, we might as well just get into the where were you, because where was I in 2005? I was not listening to this kind of hit music. Right. I mean, look, I had to because I was still in school <laughs> and, you know, I have ears and this music is coming around me, so I'm yeah. listening to it, right? But I'm not studying this music. You yeah, know, this is I, your era, really, right? Because, I mean, it came out in January 05, and you talk right. a lot about 2004 as a period of time that you didn't really like to listen to a lot of hip-hop. Yes. No, by this point, mm -hmm. I'm completely off of hip-hop. Right. Completely off of hip-hop. Like, look, I, I'm still getting into parties and whatnot when I decide to go. Um, I'm still, like, watching videos and hanging out with my friends, but, like, I don't think there was any hip hop album that I purchased or downloaded, acquired in 2005 wow. that I listened to thoroughly. And I had to go back and check, but I don't think that is the case. I mean, by this point, mm -hmm. I'm listening to Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, mm -hmm. Nina Simone, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Stan Guest, John all Clement. All things like, to be listening to. Look, I'm listening to Thelonious Monk, heavy into Thelonious Monk at this time, mm -hmm. and, and especially Nina Simone, for real. Like those. I'm definitely like getting into all this stuff. I hadn't yet gotten to Fela. Fela, I think I discovered in 2006, 2007 is yeah. when I discovered Fela Kuti. Um, okay. But like by this point, you know, mm. what I am listening to at this mm. time is much better than anything that's coming out. And that's no shade to the music that's coming out in 2005. I'm just saying like, okay, and, and of course, it's, it's obvious, right? We're putting up like, we're putting up classic musicians with classic material mm -hmm. that is, you know, released 50 years prior that is still standing the test of time. I mean, obviously, right. it's going to be very difficult for any music across any genre to compete with a timeless piece of music that is still good 50 years later. Right. right. So that's the music that I'm listening to. So like mm -hmm. me listening to all these this good stuff and then hip hop is coming out is like, ah, whatever. That being said, though. <laughs> That being said, I think I might have actually enjoyed this album when it came out because mm. this is pretty damn good. I have yeah. to admit. Yeah. I think my Where Were You might be a little bit more, you know, on the nose for this project. Um, I think to, in many ways, this album kind of met me where I was in, in a way, right? Um, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at UVA. I'm a DJ. You know, I'm playing music. Uh, you know, whatever's popular, uh, as well as being a hip hop artist. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to create my own music, you know, so I think I, I definitely, you know, <laughs> you were in some of those circles, right? Like of people course. like myself were, were sitting around, you know, cafeterias and, you know, wherever else, dorm rooms, talking all types of shit about every, every album that came out, every song that came out, giving right. our opinions, et cetera. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I it, think that i think i had started to move move away from that because i just was yeah. less interested but yes i, I yeah. understand what you're talking about here right and and i me personally you know as a kid who who grew up obviously a lot of places but but you know kind of really identified as like a west coast person um you know this album came at a time where you know 
West Coast artists weren't really in the mainstream at the time, mm-hmm. right? Like we pretty much had Snoop Dogg, right? Yeah. Who had been who had been around since you and I were were children, right? right. Um, and and I mean that was pretty much it. Like everything and, else and had kind of fallen. I think at this point Snoop is he's still a West Coast artist, but I think it's pretty much like he's just a pop artist. Right, right. He, he's, he's just he's an a pop artist, artist like, who does hip hop. Right. He's good anywhere he goes. He's good right. in New York. He's good in DC. Fact. He's good in Houston, Fact. Atlanta, West Side, whatever. Like he's right. just he's Snoop. Right. And so, you know, we you and I have talked about a lot of albums in this time frame, so I don't have to recontextualize it. Like we've talked about, you know, Lil Wayne and T.I. and what they meant at the time. Right. You know, we talked about how how heavy the 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 New York, the New York B presence yeah. was in hip hop at the time. And so you had hey, like doggy. you had Dipset <laughs> and you had G Unit. These were like the two big crews that yeah, everybody yeah. was talking about. Yeah. And then, you know, a, a bunch of other acts that kind of revolved around them. And so, you know, G-Unit kind of giving the nod to the game as, oh yeah, this is our West Coast counterpart, I think was was a really, really relevant and important cosign. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, you know, where I was, I had mixed feelings about it because of the fact that I don't really think we, and I, I'm now calling the West Coast a we, really like claimed the game until this album was platinum so you know when when game kind of first came out and you know all of his music was about lowriders and switches and you know palm trees um i think he really represented the west coast in the gangster thug cartoonish way that was popular to the mainstream and so you know like the caricature of the west coast you said what like the caricature of the west coast yes very much so and so i think you know my peers were all like Yinka this is this is who you should like like he's making all this all this California stuff you got you've been telling us about he's making it relevant like it's not (laughs) relevant and he's making it relevant right and I personally rebelled you know so I was not a fan of the game I always thought that this album was a good album and and I still think that this album is a good album but I always thought of it as an album that was great despite its main character Um, I think that's fair and so yeah, that's but, that's but, kind of the where I was. Before we get into the highlights and the lowlights and the critical reception, let's just give our mm. own critical reception. And yeah. I'm gonna start with mine before we get into yours. The, okay. I think based off of the albums that I heard, the hip hop albums that I've heard, you know, in 2004, right in 2003 as well. Mm. So 2003, 2004, leading into 2005, and the ones that I recall just going down the list, the albums that came out after this, mm-hmm. I think this might actually be one of the better albums that came out in that time. I think that Definitely. you have like, you know, Mad Villainy from Mad Villain that is, yes. I think that's a classic, right? Yes. But like, you know, I'm not a big fan of College Dropout. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's good. I'd give it like a, a B, solid B, at best a B plus, but I mean, really for me, it's probably like a B minus, but out of respect, I'll give it a B. I think a lot of people rate that album more, yes. more highly than I Definitely. do. And that's and that's fine, but like, whatever. I'm not really impressed with that album. So then you have like the Black album. I think that's 2003, and I mm-hmm. think for Jay Z, I'd probably give that maybe like a B, B minus, maybe <laughs> maybe a B, because it's got some really good stuff on there. Yeah. But like, I think this album is actually better than those, and I think uh-huh. I might rate this like you know for uh, like an A minus. Now, mm. not in the not in the grand scheme of like all the hip hop. Cl- albums that I would consider classics. But just in terms but of in music that frame. came out at that time, yeah. like this is better than the Carter. I this think, is better than, you know, most us project is better than Talib Kweli's project. I think the rapping on everybody's projects that you've mentioned, except Talib Kweli, sorry, Talib. Um, actually, <laughs> I'm not even sorry. But anyway, um, I think the rapping on all of those projects is is, is superior. And when you talk That's about an fine. album like the Black Album, I think the rapping is far superior yes, yes, to what, yes. what is happening here. That's fair. I think that's fair, but I think mm-hmm. musically, I, I don't know. And maybe I'm trying to, maybe I'm just trying to be kind to this album because I think typically yeah. like when we talked about the Lil Wayne, the Carter, yes, mm-hmm. I gave respect where I thought it was due respect. Right. But generally speaking, I'm like, whatever, this album's not all that great to me. Like, okay, you know, I didn't listen to it at the time. I go back and listen to it now and I'm like, I'm never going to listen to this again. Mm. I'm not sure if I'm going to listen to the documentary again, but I enjoyed, like, I'd listened to this like three yeah. or four times on repeat and enjoyed it. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and so, I, I, I low-key wish, you know, like I had like my boy Quiz or like some <laughs> of my homies who I was talking to about, you know, this album yeah. closer to when it was out. But, you know, one of the things that I think bothered me about this album and still kind of annoys me about this album is, and, you know, him him and Rick Ross kind of, it's funny that I always kind of put them in the same category as these these excellent executive producers that also happen to be artists. Right. But, um... Man, just the suspension of disbelief that you have to to endure to enjoy this album. Like it's just like he's just blatantly lying to you on songs, and it's so like I was dog, curious that about never that. fucking happened. I can tell you that didn't happen, and I don't even know you, but I know that didn't happen. <laughs> I okay, so we're definitely gonna get into that. So let's just get into the critical reception first. Now we already gave, or at least I already gave my take on this. Um, you already gave yours in terms of you know in terms of how you feel about the rapping on this. But the critical reception at the time, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like they gave this like a you know four stars out of five. It looks like they gave it a B plus. Man, um, I think I saw that Pitchfork gave it like an eight point three, which is really high for Pitchfork. And I feel like okay. I feel like it was generally seen as either a very good album or a classic by most people when it came out. Well, what's the lasting impression? Because you know it's hard mm-hmm. for me to digest this as a classic considering that i didn't listen to it then yeah right so i'm kind of trying to recontextualize my ears to 2005 and yeah the other music that's coming out and so mm-hmm. you know i'm listening to it now and i'm enjoying it but mm-hmm. it makes more sense it would make more sense for me to really evaluate this as a classic if mm-hmm. i'm going back and i'm listening to it and i'm like man like i really enjoyed this or yeah now nah, the song didn't age as well as i wanted it to you know what well, i mean i mean to keep it a thousand right most of the albums that you mentioned uh, when you talked about the contemporaries are also seen by folks as classics right so so I many guess. people see the carter as a classic many people see the black album as a classic I, we may that's not fair. agree but that's yeah. what people are seeing as classics in this time frame yeah i i get it with the black album um I get it because there's a lot of songs on there that were just like just mainstays. I mean, for in my opinion, there's no song on this album, on this album, uh, mm-hmm. the documentary that is better than 99 Problems or maybe even like Encore or Public Service Announcement. Like those songs what are incredible. What more can I say? There's there's some some really solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. There's some really solid solid records on black on on the black album. But I think that this song like doesn't like there's. I had to kind of like nitpick at songs to make them lowlights for me. Whereas it's yeah. much easier for me to do that on the Black Album. And I yeah. think that yeah. one of the things we've never yes. really, really discussed, which at some point we should, and I think mm-hmm. that our good friend has actually encouraged us to do that, is yeah. what what criteria, like mm. what's the criteria that we're gonna lay out to actually label something as a classic? And yeah. we can we can get into a nuanced discussion of that, but for me, mm. I think that one of the things it needs to have is, you know, the the filler tracks still need to be good. They can't be songs that I skip. Like, yeah, I maybe there's a song or two that like, oh, I like I skip if I'm like in a rush, but like mm. I can't ever like really feel the need to skip a song. And there's got to be songs that were not very popular at the time that I'm just like, yo, this song is amazing. Like, but there are that, albums that you and I consider classics that we definitely have skips on. Maybe, yeah, but I I think yeah. it also depends on the on the mood. And look, it's a loose kind of criteria, right? Right, because if like if thirteen songs out of fifteen are incredible, and two of them are like meh, like mm. like a Quimini, right? Mm. Like it's like all right, like yeah. these two songs aren't great, but like the other songs are like other songs are so good, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But, I, but I, you know, I, but see, and, and that's something that I think that we really have to highlight here, right? Is and and you may not agree with me, so feel free to, you know, shoot me if you if you don't agree. But but you know, like I think honestly, this is it, it to me is a testament of to me that this might actually be the greatest G unit album. And the okay. reason I, I call it a G unit album it and, is, and yeah. I'm and I'm I'm not comparing it to 50's first album, Get Rich or Die Trying, because I think Get Rich or Die Trying kind of planted the flag and said, hey, there's this thing called G-Unit, right? So right. so I consider everything they did after that to be a G-Unit album. Okay. Um, the songwriting of 50 Cent on this project is 
actually amazing from the perspective of just music. Like yeah. if you're not, we're not talking about hip hop. We're not talking about 16s and, you know, and, and eight bar hooks. And we're just talking songwriting, bridges, pre-choruses, 16 bar. Like the way this whole album is organized, the production that was chosen by Shaw Money XL, some of these producers, getting them all to kind of come together to create the sound of what this album is. Um, I think is 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 a masterclass, um, mm-hmm. and and I think like we really got to give it to them in terms of just the way they organize this as a piece of music. No, I feel you, and let's just get into the highlights then. Um, okay. Why don't you expand on that? Because one of yeah. one of my highlights was, you know, I, I was going to say the production, but it's mm-hmm. more so just the pieces, like yeah, the contributors to this album, and sometimes we talk about albums that have. You know, they look like they have all the pieces in place and they don't come through. It's like, you're right. like, how do you have all these all these stars and like your shit is wax? Like, that's right. not the case here. Right. Like all the producers are good on this album. All the features are good on this album. Like yeah. everybody came through for the game. Facts. Like, cool. So so overarching highlights, um, like you said, is just like just all the pieces. Um, right. Uh, particularly um, uh, 50 Cent. Yeah, God, yeah. Fifty Cent is so good on this album. Like, and it's like, okay, I I get it, bro. Like, this is your album. Um, all the features, like you said, every feature is good. Um, so I mean, I, I think you know those, those, and then and then maybe I'll also say sequencing. I think they did a pretty yeah. good job of sequencing. And the reason I say they did such a good job of sequencing is because there are records that I don't like on here. Multiple records that I don't like okay. on here, but they're but they're tucked away in such a way that I don't I don't get bored and turn the, the album off or anything that's like fair. that. Like I'm just like, oh, I don't really like this song, but that's cool, you know? Okay. I don't know. Those are those are my main highlights. What are yours? So I do agree with the sequencing. Um, I like the fact that there's songs on here that I never heard before that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And that harkens back to your point that you made during uh, the Raekwon episode when you talked about like, you know, a classic album can't have like hot, can't be riddled with hot beats. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a few tracks on here with hot beats one in particular mm-hmm. which we'll get into when we talk about the low lights uh mm-hmm. that i don't like i didn't like then i don't like it now and yeah i think this shit is is, is whack mm-hmm. um but i think that there's other songs on here that like they weren't singles they weren't hits and i'm like mm-hmm. yo this shit is kind of dope so yeah. that to me is is definitely a highlight um yeah i do think that i'm not saying he's a highlight because there's things about him that are low light because I, I agree with you that I don't think that the game is very good lyrically on here, but mm. I actually, there's things about him that I like. Like, I mm. like kind of his personality and aspects. I like I, I, I think agree. that we talked about albums, and, and I forget who, where we mm. talked about, like, I don't know who you are after mm. listening to this. Um, and you were the one who made that point. I, I really wish I could remember the album that you were saying that. But, like, you mm. listen to an album, and you're like, yo, I don't really know who you are. You mm-hmm. listen to this, and, like, I know who the game is. Agreed. And I think that je ne sais quoi about him kind of yeah. just comes through in, in a yes. way where it's like he's not rapping well, but I'm still interested to hear what this character's yes. story is. Exactly. I think he's yeah. got a good personality on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I, I also kind of like the fact that, like, Let's just take this album in a vacuum and let's not okay. take the entirety of who the game is. Like, let's not take his entire catalog into consideration. Mm-hmm. Let's not take his movies. Let's not take his personality off the mic or anything he does. And just like, let's just look at his personality in a vacuum in this album. And like, yeah. he seems like a good person. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he seems like a good guy on this album. I was like, yes, hmm. he comes from a gang life, which hmm. we can we can talk about. I'm, I actually had some questions about that, but like, <laughs> he seems like he wants to do positive things you know what i mean like he's got this song you know like father like son where you look into the title you think he's talking about his dad he's like no he's talking about himself as a father to his son like he's shouting out a bunch of people on here to do cool good things which i have questions about i actually Mm. don't really like that but nevertheless Mm. he seems like he's a good guy and it's kind of like a little refreshing interesting because i i didn't perceive it that way but the way that i did perceive it was i was still rooting for him whether he was the good yeah. guy or the bad guy, I was still yeah. rooting for him. Just like you said, like he he does a good job of endearing you to the character that yeah. that we're given on the album. Yeah. So those are those are my kind of overarching highlights. We should get into, mm-hmm. I guess, the individual track for track highlights, if yeah. you will. Sure. Um, oh, you want to so, do yours? 
Yeah, so we'll get, you know, uh, right off the top, West Side Story, fine, whatever. Uh, Dreams. Yeah. My yeah. God. Kanye West doing his best RZA impression. <laughs> you know, it, Kanye West making a beat the RZA wishes he could make that. because, because you know, we were just talking about this before the mic, but like, but before the show, but like RZA really hasn't done much of relevance, you know, after after Supreme Clientele, he's got a few hits here and there. He's got a few songs here and there that are dope. But like for the most part, it's pretty much he hasn't just done that, that Kanye much, but like, beat. And yeah, <laughs> but like, but like, but this is this is definitely Kanye West doing his best RZA impression. My God, but it's dope. Is it's yeah, this shit is fire. It's super fire. Yeah, um, I like. You know, you know what the other thing too is that this song reminds me of what Jay Z tried to do on the Blueprint too. When he has, does he have a song called Dreams? It's like the same concept. Maybe I, I thought you were gonna say the percussion on some people hate because it, it kind of reminds me of that percussion that they used on Dreams. I was more talking about the, the thematically what Jay Z gotcha. is talking about, like and uh, it's me I said or jealousy oh, I said. Uh, it, was a, it was all a dream. It was all a dream, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't really like that album. I didn't really like that song. I understood what he was trying to do there. I didn't think it executed it the way I would have wanted to. Like. Right. The game kind of takes that concept mm-hmm. and executes it rather flawlessly, I think, on this song. Like, this is a good yeah. song. And I think that even though I don't think that the game is like a strong lyricist on this record, yeah. as a songwriter, he proves his, his, his metal here. Like, he yeah. does a good job on this. this is dope. I have to say, man, to me, and, and you know, call me a hater. I'm sure I'm going I'm to get that. And y'all can just go ahead and shoot me in the comments. Maybe, maybe you know, y'all can come and debate me one of these days. But, you know, I really think there's only maybe two to three performances on this album that are actually good from the game. And okay. Dreams is one of them. Yeah, I Dreams actually think he, he did a great job of, of rapping on Dreams. And I think while Dreams is kind of a layup, right? Like it's kind of just like a great beat and a great concept. I don't know that everybody could make Dreams, you know, what it what it was. Like successfully make it, uh, you know, a, a, a popular song. And so, you know, shout to him for for being able to do that. You know, going into the the next track, which is also a highlight for me, um, this song is aged really, really, really well. Mm-hmm. I hate it or love it. Yes, is uh, man, this song is so good. And to be honest, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what you talked about. You know, the game is not the one who makes the song. Fifty Maybe, Cent makes this song, right? Absolutely. Um, this shit. Wow, this song is aged so well, very well. And I and I have to also give it to Cool and Dre because I feel like Cool and Dre are two cats from this era that I do not remember their catalog fondly. Um, I always said that I felt like their catalog was overrated. I, I wasn't really a fan of of most of what they did, but they have a few records that are just undeniable, and this is one of them. Nah, for real. Um, the only thing I I don't like about this is that I want to say. They released this as a single, which is a smart decision, but they right. also released a remix that had Mary J With on it. Mary this. J on it, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that. Yeah, honestly, the only thing I liked about that was that um, I think that the Mary J record on here is kind of forgettable. And so, it, yes, you know, true. they were able to give a Mary J collaboration that people actually want to listen to. Yeah, I got you. Um, the next track, which is another highlight for me, is, mm-hmm. is higher. Um, I think that. Dre really shines, and whoever the other co-producer is, uh, Batson, yeah, uh, Mark, Mark Batson, yeah, um, they can they come through. I I like this song. This is one of those songs that I did not hear back in the day, but I listen to it yeah. now. I'm like, nah, this is this shit kind of goes. So I, I agree, man. You talked about how great albums have great great filler or great, yes. you know, like 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 album cuts, and and this is like one of those cuts where like. It's not released as a single. It's not really like star studded or, or over the top. But at the same time, like you're listening to the album and you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is this is cool. Um, yeah, sure. And the other thing I love about it, and this is just, you know, my West Coast showing or whatever. But, you know, like I feel like especially in the time frame prior to game coming back out and, and kind of re-putting the West Coast on the map. Um, you had like lowrider records, mm-hmm. like a record that you could play in a, in a, in a car that was going up and down. And like, I feel like Higher is just, it's a lowrider record. Like it sounds like a record that you could play in a lowrider. And and I, I like that because it it fits the thematics of like, oh, this guy's putting the West Coast on his back type of a deal. For sure, for sure. So we're going to skip to track number eight um, for me. So unless you have a highlight between, between uh, you know, How We Do, Don't nope. Need Your Love. Yeah, so for me, um, Just Blaze on this Church for Thugs. 
Wow. This is another highlight. It doesn't necessarily mean the game is a highlight, but I mean, Just Blaze does this fucking thing on this shit. This is a low light for me. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, and I mean, actually, you know, we didn't get to low lights yet, but I, Just Blaze is a low light on this album for me. Really? We, okay. We can talk about. It. I, I did, no, and you no, know, just, I'm 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 one of Just Blaze's biggest fans, uh, but I I did not like either of the, the Just Blaze records on here at all. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Well, because I I like this record and I like mm. the other one too. No, no more fun and games. Yeah. Um, it was different because I I think perhaps if you had a better artist on it, mm. they could have done more with it. But yeah. I hear what Just Blaze was doing on do both too. of these records. I feel um, like no more fun, no and, more fun games and games gave me like like Easy E vibes. Like I feel like yeah. Easy E would have killed that. But again, like this is 2005 and not 1991 or whatever, right? So, I, you know, I, it felt to me and and you know, again, I don't want to beat up on this because this is one of my favorite producers, and yeah. you know, it is what it is. But these. This was a time frame where the West Coast sound wasn't really out there, and yeah. people who were not from the West Coast had a very archaic idea of what the West Coast sound was. There were still artists on the West Coast making music, and it and it sounded more more you know current, but they weren't being given that platform. And so you know you would have East Coast artists who would try to make what the West Coast sounds like to them. And it would be this like these beats that sounded like they were from 1991 or whatever. And it's like, yo, it's 05. There's still people that have, have been alive for the last 10, 15 years on, on California making music still. And these beats to me sound like somebody from the East Coast trying to make a West Coast sound and failing personally. That's fair. I, I think I didn't necessarily listen to them as West Coast beats. I just listened I to them as beats and I enjoyed it. So, But I think you make a fair point, though. Do you so. think that, though, that they fit they fit the overall like sound uh, um, of the I think they the fit album. the G-Unit sound. And I okay. think they okay. fit the sound of 2005. Yeah. Especially because if you're going to say that the game is putting the West Coast back on the map, mm -hmm. then what sound does the West Coast have in 2005? So to me, it's Dr. not necessarily... A, that's fair, but like, yeah. as highlighted on this, Dr. Dre only makes albums every seven years, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. And Dr. Dre has been making music for 50 Cent. He's been making music for Eminem. Like, that's, I, that's not West Coast music. I think if you listen to Where I'm From, right, it's produced mm -hmm. by Focus, who's a West Coast producer, and that is what West Coast hip-hop sounds like yeah. to me. Okay. So these Just Blaze records did not sound like West Coast songs to me, and they didn't... To Like, to me, they... I'd rather Just Blaze just give me Just Blaze, That's you know. Right. And I say that as a fan of of Freeway. Freeway had a, a couple of of quote unquote West Coast records on um on on that that uh that Just Blaze uh produced one of them. I think and Bink produced one of them. So I know he's capable of it. I just didn't like what he brought here. That's fair. Well, getting into next track, um, the highlight of all highlights. Man. Put you on the game by Man. Timberland. Um, holy Man. shit. I know you remember me playing this shit at parties. I remember, yeah, this song is this song is incredible. This is a song that I wish that still got more run in yeah. the in the club now. Uh, I feel like there's a number of songs that, you know, DJs still play from this era. And this mm -hmm. sadly is not one of them. But man, yeah. every once in a while I hear it, but I, mm -hmm. I just I wish I heard it more. I think it's an you illustration I mean? of, of how how music is, is more about marketing than it is about music, because this song, I think, was uh, or finally released as a single, but it was like maybe the fourth or fifth single from the album. Right. Yeah. Um. So by the time they actually put a, a budget behind this, if they even did, it, you know, this album had was already probably platinum. Um, yeah. And so we remember the records that they featured as singles and put marketing budgets behind. And so as a result of that, Put You On The Game, which to me is a harder beat than any of the other ones we're talking about, yeah. isn't really remembered in the same way. Yo, I mean, Put You On The Game, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I told you I told you before, I wanted, I always want to hear um, Clap That Boy. Mm -hmm. Like, this is another one, like, I always want to mm -hmm. hear this record. And I feel yeah. like DJs don't play either of these songs as much as they should. But but I will say one thing that's great about that, about the fact that DJs don't play it enough, and it, that it, is that it didn't get oversaturated. And so, like you said, I never am sad to hear this record. Like that's every fair. time I hear it, I'm excited about it. That's fair. Um, so my next highlight is Running, and uh, Running to me, obviously the high tech beat on here is stellar. But I actually yes. think that this mm -hmm. is the first time. 
on this album where game actually he doesn't impress me lyrically but i'm like oh okay like he can rap like he's mm. he's good yeah isn't this the record though where like he tries to hijack the ike with the iverson jersey light skin with herpes uh uh verse from nas and then he says like yeah she was down with ike with the iverson jersey but then she had sex with this other dude and then she got aids and that's it's a true story true story yeah that's, like, i think that's yeah that's this one i still yeah. liked it though <laughs> I, I didn't think he was good but um you in know, comparison to his other verses on this album i think he's person. good on the yeah i think like he rap he raps fine like his, his cadence is fine and everything but i i, I just his his content didn't really resonate with me um, I actually thought Yayo was better on this thing. Yeah, Yayo wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah was I love Yayo's energy. I love the fact that they put him on here. Yeah. Uh, little known fact, or maybe some people know this fact, but um, that Banks was actually the the, the verse on here. Um, and Tony Yayo got out of jail while they were working on the album, and so they put Yayo there instead as like his his feature to for coming home. Okay. Um, and additionally, this was a Dion song, and they took Dion's verses off. And 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 made it a game song. And there's a there's a version floating around out there. Too bad my my freaking car got broken into and and I lost my hard drive because I actually had th this version. But there's a version with just Dion uh, on running. Okay. So we yeah. skipped one of your highlights. Why don't you talk about that? Start from scratch, man. Okay. With Marsha um, Brocious. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, I think this is one of those things where in this time frame you had these concept records, and sometimes they 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 don't re-listen well, like they come off as corny. Um, but I think this one works. Um, I think Marsha Ambrosia sounds great on it. Um, and I think the concept of like, you know, uh, game, you know, getting drunk and just like re reminiscing on all these things that happened in his life and, you know, what he would change and what he wouldn't change. I think it's, it's a concept that really works for what we know about this artist. Okay, that's fair. Um, my next highlight would be we ain't featuring eminem and this is a decent beat from eminem i have to say wow i, I hate, like this i beat. hated this song really okay yeah I, I i don't even know if i've ever listened to this song all the way through this is like a super eminem sounding production and we yeah but i think it's about I how we feel actually, about eminem's production that's well look uh, i think generally speaking i don't like eminem sound and mm. i don't like the majority of his beats but that doesn't mean like He's got some bangers, right? He's got a banger yeah. for um, what is it? The hot in here, up in this club, the joint with um, Lloyd Banks. We all fire, oh, yeah, that right? Is, that's uh, a hot fire. beat. But, but I mean, that's that Kwame made that beat, and then he just kind of took it, and then is that what put, it was? Took credit for it, yeah. So, so then what about um, Purple Pills with D12? That's a dope beat. That sounds like him. So it's probably him. I like it's this cool. beat. Yeah, I didn't like this. I got you. All right, well, yeah. it's a highlight for me. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's a beat that, you know, Eminem makes that I, you know, I can tolerate. I, yeah. I think it sounds good. And one of the things I like about this is that he, even though I think by this point, Eminem's not washed, but he's clearly like, he's not contributing verses that we care about. Mm. It's funny because the game says that like, like in his verse, he's like, yo, such and such, like Eminem body me on my own shit, which mm. is funny because you and I always talk about how like <laughs> you have an artist they're bringing a feature and the feature bodies them on that on that track. Right. It's funny that Go Game just said that. Whether or not it's actually mm. true, because I actually think the game is actually decent on this track as well. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's true is irrelevant. Just the fact that he says it, I, I just found funny. So. Yeah, I feel like Game Game is a controversy king, and I feel like he you know he saw he saw the because I mean the reason we still talk about Renegade right is because right. supposedly Eminem bodied Jay on it, and I think he saw that controversy and tried to create it again on this song. I just think the song wasn't good enough for anybody to care about. That's fair. Um, <laughs> so my next highlight, and it sounds like it's one of your highlights, highlights mm -hmm. as well. We've got Where I'm From featuring yes. Nate Dogg with the Focus yeah. West Coast yeah. beat. Yeah, this joint is dope. Why don't you talk about it? Man, what what what's not to love about this? Um, and again, right, like I feel like the, the, while this was a G Unit album, so it's a California album made mostly by you know in 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 this kind of bubble, this New York bubble uh, with Sean Money XL as kind of the A and R. Mm -hmm. um, to me, this is like the most West Coast sounding record on here. Uh, yeah. Maybe higher is, is also there. Um, but man, um, the beat is amazing. It's smooth. I love Focus Beats because he, I, you know, I'm assuming he plays guitar. Like I've seen him play guitar on, on, on YouTube, but I don't know if he if he's like actually nice and he's the one who plays. But he always has like, 
you know, great like guitar licks and, you know, string arrangements and bass lines. And, you know, this is yet another just like super smooth West Coast funked out track. And then, of course, you got Nate Dogg doing what Nate Dogg does, man. Like, I mean, oh, Nate's amazing on this record. Yeah, he's good on it. And him. I mean, it's just like they just put it, they just put it right above the basket. Like, really, all all game has to do is just tap it, and it's already in there, in my opinion. Um, I don't have anything else to add to that other than I thought this track was dope. Yeah, so. I love this song. This this might be my favorite record actually on here. I get you. I get yeah. you. I get it. Um, I think for me, it'd be between Dreams and um, Put You On The Game. But this is yeah. definitely one of the, like, in my notes, I just, the only only thing I wrote for this song was like, yo, this is dope. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 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 So aside from that, I don't have any other highlights on here. Mm-hmm. Special was okay. Like, Father mm-hmm. Like Son is cool. Yeah. It's not a highlight for me, but I think they're decent songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can get into some of the lowlights. Let's. So I mentioned that I think that the game's personality is a highlight. Right. But there's things that he does that are also like a low light. And I think the best example of that is on the song, the documentary mm-hmm. where, yo, he spends a lot of time, a lot of time shouting out, like just everybody, just mm-hmm. everybody. Mm. To the point where it also, it almost comes off like like he's brown nosing, like he's trying he to is. kiss everybody's ass. With he the is. exception of the only two people that he clowns on this record are Nelly and mm. Benzino. And we know why he's clowning Benzino because, right. yeah, everyone's clowning Benzino at this time. Mm-hmm. The source is a joke and we get it, right. Right? right? But like, aside from that, there's nothing you do on here that makes yourself polarizing. Like he's mm. giving love literally to everybody and it's it's cool but it's also like yo like enough already and but by the time we get to the documentary i'm like yo it's this shit is whack yeah had had he not done it on the rest of the album and he only did it on the documentary it's Mm -hmm. cool but like no he does it literally throughout the entire fucking project he does it like you said throughout the project and by the time i get to the documentary which is track 11 yeah i don't want to hear this shit so when your yeah. hook is just a bunch of name drops oh i did yeah. this and i did that just like name this drops person and, and album person. drops and yeah yeah it's like i'm like i'm not li- so i don't listen to the documentary for that reason just yeah, like you said it. Yeah, yeah yeah um so you know that's a single singular low light for me also just a general low light for me is that yeah he really just does come off like he's a brown noser like yeah it's just it doesn't seem organic it seems forced it seems like he's trying to make everybody like him which is the very <laughs> easy way to make a lot of people find you annoying right. and yeah like I, look I'm, I'm taking this in a vacuum because i haven't listened to the rest of this project and yeah. i don't know much about the game off the mic oh mm. the only other the only other times he does things that are that are to, to piss people off is when he's making fun of women. So yeah. he he yeah, talks about how like oh if Fifty Cent can fuck Vivica then anything is possible. Right. I'm like all right that's corny. Um, he makes fun of Mariah Carey's forehead and Tyra right. Banks' forehead. Like I right, yeah. nigga whatever. Right. <laughs> like it's so unnecessary but whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I don't remember the interview. Uh, so you know maybe maybe Michael or somebody who's listening can can hit us in the comments and and remind us. But I remember he did an interview where he basically said that, you know, he learned his approach to the industry from 50 and Eminem. And what right. he learned from 50 is, is you know, this kind of 48 laws of power, you know, <laughs> oh, everybody's at war with us and we need sure. to kill everybody type of, of mentality. Um, what he learned from M was the name dropping shit. Um, yeah. And, you know, he kind of talked about what we talked about on the on the Marshall Mathers LP episode. You know, like he saw that Eminem was 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 gaining controversy by name dropping all these pop stars and stuff like that. And, you know, in not so many uh, words, he said that, you know, he kind of adopted that because he saw that it was successful with Eminem. It's so interesting, though, because to do that on your debut album when we don't really know who the fuck you are it's kind of like yo who is this guy name dropping shit like yeah. yes this shit is this shit is dope like it's a good album but like seriously who the fuck are you yeah and that's why the game is my biggest low light on this album got you like just the game like yeah. like you know rap better period yeah i um, i don't think he's he's not bad like he's he's fine yeah. i think yeah. he's sufficient i think you know, um, I, I respect him as a vocalist. He's, yeah. he's fine. Yeah. But like, he's not nice. And this is what I was yeah. telling our friend. I'm like, 
I was, you know, talking about other artists, and I'm just like, yo, they're nice. Like, yeah. this, this dude is not nice. I almost think that, and and that's the other funny thing was like, I almost felt like, you know, uh, you know, I told you growing up, like us West Coasters kind of had this this chip on our shoulder that people, you know, people just discounted us because of the fact that we didn't come from New York. Um, I almost felt like Game got some sort of West Coast privilege to where like people were like. Oh, he comes from that place over there where everybody's whack. So he's really good. And then I started hearing people tell me that, you know, in this time frame that the game was this amazing lyricist. I was when I was looking I was looking for the wiki for on this uh for this album to to prep for the 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 episode and I saw an article that was from and I don't remember the magazine it was. I don't think it was Billboard, but they were talking about the greatest MCs from the West Coast of all time and they had the game as number 1. Right. Yeah, that's and I, false. I just no way he's better like, than Tupac. No fucking way he's better than Ice Cube. That's not even a conversation. He's not better than Snoop Dogg. Like no, what? No, 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 no. So you know, um, and it, I'm sure people will argue with me about that. And we can, we can, we can have that argument. I would love to have you on here so we can have that that conversation because I just watched Snoop Dogg freestyling with, with with DMX. Bring 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 game over here to, to to do that. Like I don't even think he'd be capable. But um, right. anyway, like you know, so I I don't think that his rapping was was great on here um but it, but it was but like you said it, it's like it's almost like how they talk about um re, you know returning uh bond to its roots right yeah like now i'm taking us on a tangent but you know i liked pierce brosnan as bond because when i got into the brand uh, he was he was bond already so right I, that, that's what bond looks like to me but then they're like, yo, like Pierce Brosnan as this like really smooth English guy, you know, who was like, who's bougie and shit. Like, that's not really what Bond is about. So right. we got to take Bond back and we got to kind of rebrand him to give him that charisma of what makes Bond Bond. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we get with game. Like game is kind of rough around the edges. Like, I don't think he's great at rapping. I don't think he he really shines as like a lyrical talent, but like there's some kind of charisma to how rough around the edges he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I got um, you. But I, so, I think... Oh, go ahead. Well, that was one of my other questions. Um, and I know I know, we talk about this before. You don't necessarily like it when I bring up <laughs> these points, but like, is he actually a gangster? Yes. Okay. So the things he's talking about, is it legit? See... <laughs> I feel like he blatantly and overtly lies on songs. Like you can be a gangster and and still lie, right? Like I think you know he's somebody who you know his parents were 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 in were in gangs. His 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 older brothers were in gangs. Like he was in a gang. So it's like, but you know, does that mean that a, a lot of this ridiculous shit that he's saying is true? Probably not. He so, says he says on his second album, and I will never forget this. He says on his second album something about like. You know, keep it real, my nigga. So far, I've spent 5.5 mil on my niggas. It's like, but have you though? Like, do you <laughs> do you have 5.5? Like, what? Where where are you getting this number from? Like, he says things that are just blatant, fact checkable lies, and that bothers me. Like, you know, Ross doing it back in the day bothered me, and I feel like he's gotten to a place where now, like. You know he he's he's successful enough now where like it's it's really difficult to distinguish the overt lies, but like yeah. game like overtly lies on these albums and it bothers me. So I don't necessarily mind tough talk. I don't mind gangster talk. I don't even mind embellishment and lies. Right. But you need to be nice, right? <laughs> like he's not nice to me. Yeah. So if I hear it then it needs to be true. Yeah. Like that's kind of the compromise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, and he, you know, he drops, he drops things here and there. He's, he mentions that his mom was a Hoover Crip. That, is, that right. is a fact. You know, he mentions that his brother, that the gangs that his brothers, you know, were, were in. Like those are, are, are facts. But, um, you know, I don't know. I feel like in some, in some cases, right, the tough talk and bravado lend themselves to the story that you're trying to tell. Yeah. But just telling overt lies for the sake of telling lies or just name dropping people for the sake of name dropping them bothers me because it doesn't even, it doesn't artistically add anything. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. I feel you. And the, my, um, last, my last low light is a stylistic one. And that is um, less biting of the styles of other rappers. And I think this <laughs> okay. is something that he got worse at like, like throughout his career. So who's Whenever, he biting from? 
So um, well, let me let me look at the features so I can tell you. Um, so on the Eminem song, he kind of starts rapping in Eminem style. There's there's hooks on here that he raps that sound like 50 Cent just with Game's voice. Right. Um, he said prior to dropping this album that Shine was his favorite rapper and yeah. he was influenced by Shine. Listen to West Side Story again and close your eyes and tell me that he doesn't sound just like Shine. Like literally the most early Game songs are like literally just a guy doing his best impression of Shine, which to me is disgusting because Shine is doing his best impression of Big. So right. it's just like a guy impersonating a guy who's impersonating a guy. Like it's just, like it's it's so weird to me. I just, like, I just wish Game like had more of a unique identity, um, you know, and, and wasn't so influenced by trying to be or name drop or be a part of other people's things. Yeah, no, I feel you there. Um, so in terms of some of the individual lowlights, um, I'm just going to say right off the top, I fucking hate how we do. I hated it then. <laughs> I hate it now. Your song is garbage. I understand it's hot. I understand it was a, it was a club record. I'm sure I've danced to this song, but like so this is one of the songs that I needed, the, I needed the alcohol to like help me get through it. I just don't like this track. Okay, because I think musically it is a throwaway. Um, the story that, to how the song came about, right, was there was a folder of beats that Dr. Dre had made that he thought was trash and he was trying to throw away. Yeah, but this is and, a single. Isn't this the first single from the album? Yes. Yeah. Oh, but God, essentially what happened was Game got his hands on that folder somehow and pulled that song up and, and, and got 50 to help him write a song on this. Right. Now, I think to me, this is an illustration of how great of a songwriter 50 Cent is because I, I think the beat is a throwaway beat, just like you said. Like, I think if you put most artists on this beat, they make some shit that sounds like you made it in reason, you know? Like, I mean, you know, like just some kid in his bedroom. Like, it's not it's not on that level. I, I, I know Mike Elizondo with his bass lines and stuff kind of embellished it and made it sound a little bit better. But, you know, this isn't a great beat. Um, and you know, but but I think it is a great piece of pop writing, and even just the you know even game right. And I assume I assume Fifty probably even wrote games parts. But uh, fresh like uh Impala uh right. That's that's bad rapping. Yeah. But but from the perspective of creating a pop song that anybody can can engage with, it's it's great pop writing. Yeah. And the I, thing I that. The thing that 50 Cent has, because I would never, ever consider 50 Cent a strong lyricist, mm. but 50 Cent knows how to write hot songs. Yes. And one of the reasons why he knows how to do it is because he gives you tricks. Yeah. Right? Like, Great tricks. Game does not understand tricks. Game has yeah. no tricks on this record mm. at all. Yeah. And I mean, that's at the all. reason why probably they, they were going to drop him, right? Like he wasn't able to write songs. He didn't give you anything, but, you know, he wanted to do 100 bar, 300 bar like songs. Like nobody wants to hear that shit. Um, but it worked. The marriage of the two of them worked uh, well. So yeah, I got to. Um, the only other low light for me would be mm. "Don't Worry" feature Mary J. Blige, and it's a shame because mm. there's times when I hear this, I'm like, "Yo, this song should work." Yeah, it should, and it just yeah. it doesn't. So I don't know who's to blame here. I don't know if it's the game. It's definitely not. I don't think it's Mary's fault. Yeah, maybe it's Dr. Dre or Elizondo, whoever is the producers on this. Yeah. This like cause there's there's things that work and things that don't. And ultimately I'm mm -hmm. like, Mary J shouldn't have to do a remix on Hated to Love It. Like this Facts. song should have worked and it didn't. So it's definitely a low light. I definitely agree. I think this was a waste. Um and I think I think similar to how we talked about uh on the Black Rob episode, I talked about right. how, you know, they brought in J Lo and they wasted J Lo's time. Right. This is a waste of Mary J's time. And it sounds yeah. like and this is no diss to Mary J, but it sounds like she wrote her hook. Um it's not it's not a very strong hook. And I feel right. like if you have 50 Cent at your disposal, this is 50 Cent is is what Damian Lillard is right now. Yeah. 50 Cent is dropping 50, 60 points a night. Like he right. he can't miss. Everything that he's doing is amazing. And so it's like, you know, if you have the opportunity to have a song with Mary J. Blige, it has to be a hit. Like you should make yeah. it a hit. So so you bring your 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 heaviest hitter, which is 50 at the time as a songwriter, in to write that hook because I think the hook is just not strong enough. And so you know, Mary, to me, her performance even tells me that she's not convinced with what she's yeah. singing. Like, she doesn't think it's a good song, you know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't really have much else. We didn't talk about every single song, but I think we talked about all the ones, in my opinion, that are worth mentioning, really. I got a few um, other lowlights. Go personally. ahead. 
Um, so I've got um, "Don't Need Your Love" as a low light. Okay. Um, I remember reading that there the story about how Havoc made this beat and somehow he lost the files. Yo, why does Havoc keep losing files, man? <laughs> like, bro, like get a hard drive, man. Um, Havoc lost the files and Dr. Dre had to remake this beat. From well, this scratch. is before they had uh, cloud storage, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but but even despite that, I don't care about this song. Okay. I don't, and I mean. You know, maybe maybe it fits the the games like oh tough exterior persona. It's like oh I don't need your love. I'm the game, but I don't care. Right. Um, both of the Just Blaze records are low lights for me. We talked yeah, about that already. That. Um, the documentary is a low light for me. Oh, God, we talked yeah, about why strange. I don't want to hear any more name drops, album yeah. drops, any of the drops. Just this yeah. whole song could go away because of how annoying it is. And yes. you can tell that you can tell that. You can tell that the 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 hooks that Game wrote versus the hooks that Fifty wrote because yeah. there's amazing hooks on here, and then there's the documentary, which is a terrible hook. So Game yeah. definitely wrote that. Um, and then uh, We Ain't was a low light. I t- we talked about that already right. for me. Um, the game is a low light on special to me. Okay. And the reason is because I feel like this is a song that was kind of a ready-made good song. Um, mm-hmm. If you would have put Banks on this song, you could have put this out as a single. Um, okay. You know, it, it's it's the, the hook is fine. Uh, it's Nate Dogg in a time frame where Nate Dogg doesn't miss. Uh, Needles, we've already talked about how much I love Needles. Needles is, is the man. He makes great beats. Um, and so everything about this is, is good. And then the game comes on and he tells these unbelievable stories about <laughs> like, Oh yeah, I'm from I'm from LA, but I'm hanging out with this girl and she's from New York and so I bought her a Manolo Blahniks or whatever, dog. I don't is, care. Didn't he isn't the opening line he's like, Yeah, you were walking by and I was in like cuffs or something. Like yeah. he's getting <laughs> okay. You were walking by and I had these handcuffs on, but I'm a thug and you love me. Like what what are you talking <laughs> No. Trash. I hated it. And and it's it's a song that should be good. So I have to highlight I how bad game is on this. I didn't mind it, but like I said, I think that I actually, it's not that I wasn't, it's not that I didn't listen to it with a critical ear because I did, mm-hmm. but I also wanted to kind of check my bias a little bit and say, yeah. say no, like this is, if people want to say this is a classic album, like I, I totally get it. And so I'm yeah. listening to it from that perspective because yeah. I don't think special is a bad song. It's not amazing. It definitely could be better if we wanted to make it a classic, Facts. classic, we could. Facts. Um, in a time but frame like, where a girl joint is important and Nate Dogg is is a very difficult person to get on his calendar because everything he makes is a hit, yeah. special should be a better song. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So. And and my last, my last, and it's not even a low light, it's just a nit, because I don't know if we're gonna go track for track or we're gonna talk about these. Um, like Father Like Son, I I like this song a lot, and I love the subject matter, I love the yeah. beat. The only thing I don't love is actually Busta on the hook. Okay. I feel like if you would have put Nate Dogg saying the exact same hook, it would have given more melody. Cause like there's like kind of a melody to the hook that I don't capture because I have Busta's voice. Okay, I can see that. So like, come in, come in, come in. Imagine if somebody who could actually sing did that hook. Like it would, I think it would bring more elements out of the hook. I think that's fair. I mean, you've already got Nate Dogg on here twice, but no, that's a good point. Hey, it's a West Coast album in 2005. (laughs) Put as much Nate as you can get on it. I got you. But yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? No, no, I don't. And I think that should wrap it up for our, what was this, fan requested? What are we calling this? I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Fan sourced? Fan sourced episode. Yeah, yo, shout out to Michael Rahman. Uh, you know, hopefully we didn't beat up on the album too much. You know, we some haters, so you know, definitely let us know. No, in the I comments think we gave if some. We, if we did, I think we gave love to the album. We oh, definitely it's, it's beat still up a on really good album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we definitely beat up on the game. I think you did more than I did, but you also <laughs> don't like the game, and I'm rather indifferent about him. I feel like the game it throughout his career actually got better at rapping, um, okay. and his ear got better and better, and he has a lot of great albums and great projects so i I'm, I'm not beating up on the game as an artist or as an executive producer i'm more it's more so as a a a persona and um the the rapping that we have on this album yeah i'm glad that you don't think the rapping is all that good because i didn't think it was all that good I, yeah. I thought it was fine it was it was serviceable but i'm like you know whatever like there's a lot of people in the hip-hop industry 
that are making music that I'm that don't impress me lyrically. So right. and the game is one of them, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So cool beans. Well, yeah, man. Hope hopefully y'all enjoyed this. We got a we got a couple of other other big episodes coming. So definitely stay Electro tuned. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.